Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate, slash on our mind. (laughs) Happy 2020! 2020! Back in the roaring 20s! It's upon us. Yeah. Did you guys have a good New Year's Eve? Yeah, it was, I feel like it's always sort of scattered in the last couple of years, like what our plans are going to be. And mm-hmm. I can tell we're getting older because even Luke, who's sort of like the party animal, was like, we could leave. And it was like 1030 at night. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was fun. Becky and Kevin came down and we went to a friend's house and just hung out there. And they, yeah. everyone was dressed up in like 20s gear and we oh, were wow. not. At that point, though, no one cared. So mm-hmm. what about you guys? Well, we just went to David Kelly's house, and it was just the four of us for most of the night until our other two friends showed up after a wedding they were at. Nice. They got there at, like, maybe 11.30. But it was really fun because it was a sweatpants party. And that's <laughs> my type right? of New Year's. And so we just, like, hung out and ate snacks and stuff. And, um, and I told Robert before we went, I was like, I want to leave at, like, 1215 (laughs) which we did we well it might have been closer to 1245 or something so yeah by 1230 I was in bed with a frozen pizza dude (laughs) what do you you mean like you went to sleep with the pizza like made the pizza while I was getting ready for doing my nighttime routine (laughs) yeah and then Luke took it out and it was waiting for me in bed when I in bed I was like yes and I'm not someone who likes to eat in bed but I was just like this is amazing I mean that's a good start to the year yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah yeah well I'm definitely feeling that new year thing in the air that everyone's like oh yeah it's time for a fresh start I'm so into this and like I don't know yeah I just love how that feels that actually is what my suite was going to be for Oh, really? Okay. Because I was going to say, like, I've been really encouraged by the messages I've been seeing on social media, particularly Instagram. It Not only everyone's decade in review that they're doing, which is very cool Yeah. to see how much people have changed or Mm -hmm. where people's life were before I started following them. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that's been interesting. But also there have been a lot of messages I've seen about being more mindful of other people's traumas when it comes Mm. to visiting home and with family relationships and just like very, I don't know, just very woke uh, holiday messages and talking about how some people can be triggered by things and just keep people in mind. I just feel like it's, I saw a lot of messages where I was like, I'm really glad we live in 20, well, 2020 now where people Mm -hmm. are more mindful of things like this. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's just sort of, I, I've been enjoying what's been on my social media in the last mm-hmm. couple of days. And I definitely feel that momentum. Everyone's yeah. like going for their goals and yeah. the gyms are packed yeah, and like cleaning our house. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a couple updates for New Year's stuff. Go for it. One is friend of the pod, Allie, texted me a recommendation for this planner. Ooh. It's called the One Year Power Sheets Intentional Goal Planner. And it's on the Cultivate What Matters website. So I'll link to this in the show notes. But she thought, like, we were talking about checking in quarterly or what monthly or whatever to make sure your goals are actually happening. Right. And I guess this planner is designed specifically for that kind of goal setting. And That's cool. keeping track and holding yourself accountable. So 
Yeah, sounds up. Seems sounds and it's pretty. So yeah, I'll link to that. And I also wanted to say that one very important thing that we didn't mention in our New Year's goals episode is the most important thing in 2020 is we need to elect a new president. <laughs> <laughs> like Ugh. top of mind, we need a new president. But like to that point, I'm challenging myself to like volunteer for the campaign. Mm-hmm. So once we have our Democratic candidate, whoever that may be, whether it's Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren or Andrew Yang, um, Yang gang. I'm gonna volunteer my time. I don't know if that means knocking on doors, which sounds terrifying. Or, like, stuffing envelopes or doing the robo-texting or mm-hmm. calling people. But I just want to actually be physically involved yeah. doing something that's not just, like, retweeting people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's something I'm challenging myself to do. Oh, that's great. And I think it's going to make me really uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think it's also really important. Yeah. So. And I, I also want to donate some money. I mean, not that I have a lot of mo- money to donate, but... Right. If I can give but 20 bucks, I'll Giving give 20 your bucks. time is a huge thing right. to do for anyone who's running. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So I'm scared about My it. My whole thing about <laughs> politics is to just remain as calm as possible. <laughs> That's a constant goal. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> especially the two of us off the podcast, when we start on this, oh, it's just man. a downhill, like, <laughs> Especially if we're rant. drinking. Oh, my gosh. Every single time. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. So, and I might try to rope some friends into helping me too. I'll just be like, <laughs> yeah. if you want to have, if we want to have like a texting party where we're texting for the campaign, you know, at least that's not, you know, it's very non-face to face. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, salty sweets. So you already kind of I shared my sweet. sweet. Yeah. But that made sense. That was, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start with my salty because it's kind of related to what we just talked about, which is Australia is on fire. Oh my gosh. Like, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. The world is literally on fire. Yeah. (laughs) And have you seen the pictures of some of the devastation that's happened? It's horrifying. Yeah. And I found myself, you know, everyone's like sharing about it. And I found myself kind of just like quickly taking it in and clicking away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Sarah, you are avoiding this. And and I think it comes back to, like, a bigger salty, which is just that, like, every day we are hit with some kind of devastation or crazy stressful event going on in the news, and whether it's here in America or somewhere else, and we're also interconnected through the internet, and it's just this constant onslaught of, like, holy shit, <laughs> and... Yeah, so it's like whether you can donate to the Australian Red Cross or something, I don't know. But again, everyone needs to vote. Yeah. Like, because there are things we can be doing to help with climate change that we're not because politicians care more about like oil companies making money than about Australia burning to the ground. Right. So, I mean, yeah. another thing too I read was remember when Notre Dame was on fire? Oh, yes. And I the read amount this too. of. The amount of money that was money raised, raised in one day. Yeah. When and Notre Dame burned for Yeah. And the scale hours. of that devastation as opposed to what's happening yeah. in Australia is yeah. staggering. Have you seen the comparison of 
the Australia compared to the California fires. Yeah. It's like four or five times as big. Yeah. It's so nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So that just, and like, I just can't even imagine being someone who lives in that situation or is fighting it as a firefighter volunteer. And, like, all the pictures of, like, the little koalas. I know. And the kangaroos. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's awful. One, over a billion animals right now, as we're recording this, have been killed because yeah. of these. And, like, Australia is a dense mm-hmm. area of natural wildlife. Yeah. So, it's just really, yeah. It I hope I hope they can somehow squash. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Right. But... Well, what's your salty? <laughs> my salty my is sweet. so silly in comparison, <laughs> but it is something that's seriously affecting me. I've been having sleep issues mm-hmm. for the past three days in a row. Me too. Um, I don't know what the heck's going on. If it's like a new moon or what the heck. The holidays messed me up. I think that's what I think it really comes down to. But mm-hmm. I was at a breaking point Thursday <laughs> night oh, no. and I kid you not, it's embarrassing to even admit this. What? I The night before... I slept a grand total of three hours. Oh, no. Yeah. Couldn't fall asleep. My brain was just on overload thinking, you know, how those anxious, like, yeah. thoughts just keep popping up in your brain. Yeah. And you're like, stop, stop, stop. But you can't. Your brain's just on fire. Uh-huh. I did everything. I was like, I'm going to take z I'm going to, you know. Mm. I even, like, made myself a snack. Sometimes that helps me fall asleep. Yeah. Nothing. So, anyway. I slept three hours the night before. Mm-hmm. Thursday night. I come home from work. I canceled my workout because I was so exhausted by the end. Yeah. Of, it was the first day back at work. <laughs> and I'm exhausted. And yeah. I didn't sleep the night before. Yeah. And I turned to Luke and I was like, you know what? I might fall asleep at like 730. I'm just so tired. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And then the night just sort of went on. And mm-hmm. then it was like 830. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start getting ready for bed. Mm-hmm. It st- Flash forward to 11 and I could not fall asleep. So annoying. And all I wanted all day was to close my eyes and to fall asleep. I hate that. And I'm laying there in bed, cannot fall asleep. <laughs> so I turned to Luke and I was so, I'm embarrassed to say this right now. I just turned to him and like a toddler having a temper tantrum, I just started sobbing. Really? Just being like, I just want to sleep. I just want to <laughs> sleep. And he was, oh, wow. Wow. So he got up out of bed, made me get out of bed. We took a shot of whiskey each. Nice. <laughs> he made nachos and I, we've been trying to eat healthier. So I was loving that <laughs> and then i was like you know what might help me can you just read out loud oh i've so, had robert do that for me before and it's helped me so much so literally that knocked me out yeah it was him reading a chapter of whatever book he was reading i don't even uh-huh. know what he was reading yeah and then i fell asleep wow but i only slept you know five hours so yeah. um and ever since like i woke up at five thirty this morning mm-hmm. <laughs> on a saturday, on a saturday. So sleep has been a major issue. And I also just hate our mattress. Oh. So. That's so funny because that was also, that was almost my salty is that I, I'm feeling so old where if I shift my sleep schedule by one or two hours, like we did kind of over the holidays, it completely messed me up this whole week. Uh I tried like every morning to wake up at five to work out and I had to keep sleeping into six because I just couldn't fall asleep the night before. Or, yeah, or, like, Robert was staying up, and then he came to bed later, and, and then you're kind of uncomfortable. And, yeah. And and I also just wasn't really feeling tired, because I'm not used to being well-rested. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but one thing I did start doing in the last week or so when I can't fall asleep, and I think it's working, is I'll go through the alphabet and 
just try to like name things like in the room or in my house that start with that letter. Oh, and so I'll do it brain, for like letter yeah. A and then letter B. And then I'll realize the next morning that like, oh yeah, I did that and I don't remember stopping. So I must have just fallen asleep after I That's did a couple a good, letters. Oh, okay. And it like takes brain. your brain out of thinking about all the anxious things. Yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. That's so funny. The desperation. So what's your sweet? My sweet is that I'm honestly just freaking loving my Nespresso machine and my milk frother. <laughs> yeah. I know I we come about in and Sarah's like, can I get you a coffee? And I was like, I'm good. And I could just see the devastation on your eyes. You're like, but I want one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm drinking one right now. But I think what it is is um, that thing when you decide to splurge on something and then you 100% are like satisfied and like no regrets because I did save up for this for several months. I used my capital app that I love. I think I did like $2 a day or something. Yeah. And you know, I was kind of like, is this just unnecessary or whatever? But now that I have it, like it brings me so much joy. Robert's also loving it. Like I love that like 4 PM, I can just make myself a little drink, a little decaf, whatever. And, yeah, it makes me so happy. And also, I did wait until Black Friday weekend to order them. And I checked on Amazon. The Nespresso machine is selling for $100 more than what I paid for it. Ooh. And I think the milk frother is selling for, like, $20 so more than what I paid for it. you got a bargain on it, too. That's, like, yeah. another added victory. You're like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And I was also doing the math. I was like, if I was one of those people who bought a Starbucks drink every single day, this thing would pay for itself in, like, a month or two. Yeah. So, and it's not like you're not going to use it after a month or two. You're going to yeah. use it for a long time. Yeah. So, hopefully. Yeah. The only regret I have now that I have it and love it is like maybe I should have splurged and gotten the like really high-end one. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to start with something small. Yeah. You know, just see how I liked it and stuff, but I told Robert it's like when this thing finally bites the dust, I'm getting like the really nice one. <laughs> She's in with that does like espresso other brand. sizes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy that I spurched on myself and that it was the right decision. Yeah. That's the best feeling, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so shall we move into our main topic? We shall. So we are talking about carry-on lifestyle. Yeah. So. To carry-on only gals. Yep. It's in our main line. intro. <laughs> I mean... It is what we are. So, mm-hmm. why do carry on only? Well, obviously it's cheaper. Yeah. Savings <laughs> cannot be beat, honestly. Because we talked about this before, but it's like, what, 60 bucks to check a bag or it something? Depends on the airline. Sometimes it can be like 80 bucks. Yeah. And that's just one way. Right. So, double that. So, really. you're, and then if there's two of you traveling, so you're talking about a couple hundred bucks in savings. Yeah. By not doing it. Yeah. But that's not even the main reason I do it. The main reason I do it is because it's just easier. Yeah. Like, when we've traveled abroad, we're often going to a few different places. So, you know, after a couple of days, you pack stuff up, then you're going to like a train or you might be flying again or something. You're walking through airports and, and stuff. Like, one time we walked in the rain for a mile to a train station at five in the morning. Right. In Bruges. And and if you had this huge, massive luggage. Yeah, or like two suitcases each and a backpack. But when you have just a backpack and a really manageable 
carry-on suitcase, like, I feel like I can take on the world. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Also, I think I'm a minimalist at heart. We talked about this last episode with the whole Christmas (laughs) ornaments. Um, But I like the parameters of having this, you just have this thing. Mm -hmm. Make it work. Yeah. And we've traveled for almost two months in a carry-on only. Now, we've done laundry, but... crazy. Right, but it's yeah. totally, like, anyone who's like, that, I just can't do that, mm-hmm. you can, Yeah, but it's okay if you don't want to. Yeah, it's totally yeah. okay if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, but obviously, these are the reasons we like right. to do it. So, no judgment if you are a <laughs> checked bag and a carry-on luggage. Yeah. No judgment at all. Because for some people, they're like, I am so anxious oh, unless right. I check a bag and or have extra space in a bag. And I know I have home. options. I get it. I get it. Right. But hopefully we can sell you on trying yeah. carry-on only by the end of this yeah. episode. So obviously we're talking a lot about travel in this episode. I always, I always like think that people think that carry-on only people have nothing to wear. Yeah. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Really? Yeah. Like even with a carry-on, I still feel like I'm not using every single item mm-hmm. I put into my suitcase. Yeah. You know? Also, like if you think about what you typically wear in a week's time, oh I mean like the sweatpants and sweatshirt I'm wearing right now, I wear basically every day. Yeah. I change into the same sweatpants and like oversized t-shirt exactly. when I go home yeah. every day. I have like my three favorite t-shirts, like my two favorite sweatpants. Yeah. But it's... it cracks me up because Every long trip we've taken of, like, two weeks, you know, going over to Europe or something, Robert and I do the carry-on in a backpack, and it's totally fine. But then we will go to Ohio for a week for Christmas, and you straight up can't fit other people in our car because the car... Is full of stuff. We've yeah. Got Why pillows. is that? <laughs> we've got Christmas presents. We've got, you know, if we go to the beach, you've got beach chairs. And then yeah. You, like pack for every possible outfit thing you might need. Yeah. We've got snow boots in case it snows. Like <laughs> you've got to be prepared. Yeah. We'll go away for a weekend, and the entire car will be packed. It's funny though because I feel like, especially when it comes to air travel, the parameters are set. You mm-hmm. have to bring a suitcase. Yeah. But if it's in my car, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm bringing this bag and then this bag. And then I'm mm-hmm. also bringing my laptop. Got to bring that in a separate bag. Yeah, I'm going like, to four books because I don't know what I'll be in the mood for. Right. That flexibility <laughs> is almost working the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But <laughs> so what are like the carry on essentials that we love? Well, obviously we both love the Away carry on. Away, please sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, and this, this obviously, was, yeah, we both have spent our own money to buy these. And again, splurge. I think it's like two hundred dollars. It is. It's one of the best purchases I've ever made in my life. Literally the same. And yeah. it's not. I'm. I'm not. This is not an advertisement. This is not sponsored. <laughs> But we've talked about how good the compression system oh is gosh. on this yeah. thing. Like, it really mm-hmm. does make more bang yeah. for your buck inside the suitcase. The wheels are, like, super buttery. Oh. It's so oh. easy to move around. Yeah. And it's got the charger in it. And it's light. It's so light. I love that suitcase so much that I often will pack that when we do go away for a weekend or something. Because yeah. it just packs so well. Yeah. It's easy to get to and from the car. It doesn't take up much space. So, like, I used it when we went to Ohio for Christmas, and it had a lot of, like, sweatshirts and, like, bulky winter stuff in it, and it looked like it would never close. And And I was like, Robert, watch this. And I closed it, and it was so easy. Mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's so satisfying. Also, I will say one thing, I one note, if you are looking to invest in a carry-on suitcase, this is why you should choose away. Mm-hmm. Because they did their due diligence and the true, just the carry-on size. Not There's like a carry-on plus option. Yeah, we but, have the smaller carry-on. Yes, smaller carry-on, just regular carry-on. It meets all standards across all mm-hmm. airlines. So... I hate that about airlines. They all are on different pages yep. when it comes to what's allowed, what's the size, what's the weight. But this meets the standards. For the so smallest one. you don't have yeah. to be stressed out about mm-hmm. it. Because before, we were constantly playing this game of, are we going to get right like trapped into like having to put it underneath the, the main cabin or mm-hmm. whatever. So anyway... Yeah. If that gives you any peace of mind, if you have travel anxiety and this will help mm-hmm. you, away suitcase yeah. is the way to go. It also has a lifetime warranty and they have an injectable battery. So yeah. if your airline doesn't allow the battery to be in the suitcase for a carry-on or check- yeah. checking it, you can just I think they it, all pop come, it out. They all come with the pop-out now. So yeah. that's And nice. mine didn't, but they sent me this stuff to um Yeah. Update it. Yeah. Like, it was just, yeah, it took me maybe 20 minutes. You yeah. had to change a couple things. But if you're buying one anyway, it's going to come with that yeah. already preset. Mm-hmm. Um, then, okay, then after the suitcase, we said a book bag. Well, I said a book bag that carries camera gear and laptop. Yeah, and I don't bring a laptop, but I do often have a camera. But, yeah, I have a nice backpack. Mine's from Everlane, mm-hmm. which we talked about before. I'll try to find a link if they still have the one I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love a backpack that has like a, a water, water bottle, bottle thing on the side. And I also usually have an umbrella in the other one, like if it has one on each side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a backpack that's not like huge, because then I use that backpack when we're out exploring in a city. That comes with me every day. Right. It holds my camera, holds like a rain jacket, my umbrella, water bottle, all Snacks. that stuff. Yeah. 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 And... For me, I always carry a smaller purse inside of my backpack. So Mm -hmm. just a little like crossbody bag that you Mm -hmm. can put your wallet and your keys and your phone. That's inside of my um, backpack, but it also fits a laptop and my camera. And like, that's Mm -hmm. all you really need. Um, And normally that goes in front of you underneath the seat. And I also keep all of my essential toilet toiletries in the backpack since that yeah. stays with me at my seat. Because for one thing, just in case you end up being forced to check your bag, like when you go to get on the plane and mm-hmm. they're like, well, cabin's full, whatever. And they have to put it down below. And because I wear contacts and we usually do red-eye flights, I will take my contacts out right before we fly so that overnight I have my glasses on. And then when we land and I go to the bathroom in the morning, yep. I can put my contacts back in. Yep. Or, like, wash my face or, like, anything like that that i If you're I'd someone do. who's super into that mask, like, right. misting <laughs> situation, <laughs> yes, it's in the book bag, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also discovered compression packing cubes this past summer, and it was amazing. So it's double compression in my okay. suitcase. It's, like, mm-hmm. a waste compression system and my compression packing cubes. Mm-hmm. And... I made Luke into a believer of these. I'm telling you, I squeezed so many rolled up little t-shirts and all sorts mm-hmm. of fun stuff into one. And I saved one for like dirty clothes mm. and they really condensed things down. And yeah. um, 
I've had other packing cubes before where you can like see in them. These ones are sort of mesh, but then they have a double zipper that compresses them down. Mm. Could not recommend more. We'll definitely put in the show notes for that. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, I also have just the normal away packing cubes that they sell. So they're like specifically sized for the mm-hmm. carry on and stuff. You could just get any other brand too, but. I, like, my mom used to always talk about these, and she loved them when she would travel, and I was like, I don't know if I really need them, but I decided to get them. I think I had, like, a gift card for away or something, and I just, I love them. It's so nice to have this stuff organized within the suitcase, or, like, um, the one smallest size, it's a really good size to, like, put my bras in, and then I'll shove, like, balled up socks in Mm -hmm. to kind of keep them so they don't get like flattened out and weird yeah but I've also discovered that if we're going away somewhere and I'm taking a duffel bag I'll use them in my duffel bag oh nice so you're not like constantly rooting through things you're like oh this is the one that has my pjs and my comfy clothes in it let me just pull that out do that when we do weekend trips yeah I love it I never even thought about that yeah definitely a packing cube I mean they're really cheap so Mm -hmm. try it and you know yeah can hurt. Yeah, exactly. I also always have a passport cover slash a document organizer. So mm-hmm. for me, I don't know if you're like this, when I'm in the airport, I have this weird thing where I have to know where our passports and our tickets are at all oh, times. Yeah. I either need to be holding it or I need uh-huh. to know exactly where it is. I check for it obsessively. It's so weird, right? I know ID. it's with us. I know mm-hmm. we got into the gate, but it's yeah. like... that's I hate going through security, Yeah, but then we get... We get out on the other side, you know, get your shoes back on, and then I will immediately check for my passport, my ID, our tickets, and my phone. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I have to, the like, seal anxiety. Them. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> but I have, okay, so this organizer thing was gifted to me, I think, over Christmas last year, um, and I had another one, but I really like this one because it has, like, this anti-skim thing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've never had any issues, but it, that's a bonus. But what I like most about it is that it keeps your passport and documentation, so you can fold up your itinerary and put in there. You could um, have your hotel reservations printed. Like, I am also someone who always prints... <laughs> the hotel reservations because okay. when you don't have wi-fi sometimes mm. it feels stressful if you get to a hotel or airbnb and they're like mm. trying to charge you more or something i don't know yeah so i i like to have those printed and then also obviously like your ticket yeah just whoosh, so right do you in. have like a link that we can link to yeah so it's it's off of amazon it's oh. pretty cheap but we can definitely link, cool. link on that too well also when i first traveled to italy like 10 years ago in college, my mom got me <laughs> oh, was... one of those security scarves. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was like kind of like a little purse that would hold your passport yeah. and cash and whatever. And I guess at the time I had a phone, but it was like a flip phone. Yeah. But this was one that you wear around your neck. But my mom made me and I did do this. <laughs> was like when we were out and about I always had my passport with me Uh uh-huh but I would wear it like under a layer of clothes so like inside your undershirt like under like a A sweatshirt or my coat like inside my coat so like it wasn't in a pocket that someone could pickpocket it or something which was maybe a little overkill but I, never, I know this is bad. I never bring my passport when we go out and about. I don't either now. I just have my ID. Yeah, I just have my ID. Although yeah. now I do have a passport card. So that oh, I keep nice. in my wallet. 
Because when I renewed my passport, I also paid to get the passport card. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I just renewed my passport. But I was thinking it would be nice to have a slim, like, Mm -hmm. crossbody purse kind of thing to just hold your passport and your phone and all that so you can, like, see it in front of you. It's just there. Even in just in the airport or whatever because you're constantly having to show your boarding pass or your passport and stuff to have it right there instead of, like... In a pocket of your backpackers or oh, something. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. like, every trip is different. So if you don't need a backpack to put personal items and you can just have sort of, like, a crossbody bag that's maybe mm-hmm. a little bit bigger. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, whatever works for you. Yeah. But but I also prefer the backpack because it's just easier on your body. Yeah. Than having, like, a big tote or something that's on one shoulder. It hurts and strains. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, my mom got me one. Do you, have you seen these scarves where you can put your passport inside of your scarf? No. This is like a, a hidden zipper. Okay. Um, which are, I mean, that's cool. But, um, I mean, we're going to do a whole different episode about travel wardrobe. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we So are. we'll talk about our bags and our, you know. Yeah. All that our stuff. favorite outfits. Yeah. And stuff. What are some other essentials, though? I do like to bring a big scarf that doubles as a blanket for yeah. the plane. So I have this one big kind of blanket scarf that... I mean, honestly, it takes up a little bit more room in my bag than I would like it to, mm-hmm. but it's something that if I pack it up flat, my backpack has, I think it's technically like a laptop sleeve in uh-huh. the back, I'll shove it in there because I don't have a laptop. <laughs> and it also kind of like cushions my back. Yeah. But on the plane, I can use it as a straight up blanket, but then if we're out during the day in our destination and I'm kind of cold, I can wear it as like a shawl. Nice. Or as a scarf. But, yeah, so it's kind of a multi-purpose fabric item that, yeah, it's, I mean, you need those multi-purpose things. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You you also wrote down a swell water bottle. Yeah. Yeah, I love my swell water bottle. Also, not sponsored. Um, Oh, I should say, I also have this, like, uh, water bottle. It's not swell. It's not insulated, so Mm -hmm. it's not going to keep a temperature. But really cool, it packs down. It basically condenses in on itself. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, my mom got this for me, and they're very like silicone. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. really cool because you know it doesn't take up much room in your luggage. Yeah, and it's less waste. That's a really good idea. If your destination does have clean available water, Mm -hmm. you know, use something like that so you're not wasting as much. Um, So. Since we were talking about your big scarf, (laughs) what's our go-to airport outfit? Can I just say first, it is so important to nail your airport outfit. It'll take some trial and error. (laughs) I've learned the hard way what not to wear on an airport. What's not to wear? Don't wear jeans. Obviously. Do not wear jeans. Oh, okay. And this brings me to my rant because we both mentioned leggings. Yeah, okay. It drives me insane when people complain about women because it's always women. Complain about women wearing leggings at the airport. It's like, you realize that I am sleeping in a chair in an airplane and then have to wake up in a foreign country or whatever. You want me to look nice? My job is not to look nice for you, sir. Yeah, ma'am. I'm sorry. Whatever. Whoever you are. Whoever you are. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. (laughs) So that drives me insane because if I'm going to be sitting... On a plane, which is already uncomfortable for other reasons, for like 10 hours. Yeah. And trying to sleep? 
Yeah. You and guys you know what? bet I'm wearing basically pajamas. Let me just say something. Some travel podcasters, travel bloggers will tell you to look nice at the airport because you're more likely to be put in first class. I call BS. <laughs> you should see the ragamuffins that roll up into first class. Mm. They mm-hmm. are wearing, oh now they may be like juicy couture, like whatever, like real fancy pants. Right. Like sleepwear, activewear clothing, mm-hmm. but they're wearing comfortable clothing the same as us. Sure, there's probably a couple of them in there that are really dressed to the nines, but if you're on an overnight red eye flight, mm-hmm. don't don't do that. Yeah, don't try to impress anybody. Who are you trying to impress? It's so annoying. And you know what? Just be nice to your... How about this? Just be nice to the flight attendants. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they'll put you in first class. And also, why try? Why put yourself through that hell? Yeah. No. Like, I barely want to wear jeans ever. No. If we're being honest. Yeah. Like, so no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not going to wear my ragamuffin sweatpants to the airport. No, but like something that's comfy. I'm going to be as comfy as possible. Yeah, life's too short. It's yeah. just too short. It's done. <laughs> I, I get so mad when I hear people complain you about that. You can still look really cute, comfy at the same time. Right. So, you know, yeah. athleisure is really popular these days. Yeah. Just find something. Lean into it. it. Yeah, exactly. So my airport outfit is leggings and an oversized sweater or hoodie. And underneath that is a layered tank or t-shirt that's a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. I feel like more covered up if I take yeah. my my jacket or my hoodie mm-hmm. off. Um. I will say one hack I've learned, if you're going to a colder climate, wear your heaviest shoes mm-hmm. to the airport. So when we went to Iceland, I had these hiking boots and, you know, there's a weight limit, even for carry-ons, just got to be careful, mm-hmm. but they don't weigh you. Right. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll be a little, I'll be that person in the security line. I'm going to wear my hiking boots. <laughs> yeah. Luke did the same and they're very heavy and they make you take them off. Mm-hmm. And it took a little bit of time after you get your stuff back to put mm-hmm. your shoes back on. Yeah. But then you have more room in your suitcase. Yeah. And you don't worry about weight. a lot of room. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have sneakers and, and then the rest of your shoes are like flip flops or flats, well, mm-hmm. guess what? Wear your sneakers because those are bulkier. Yeah. You know? So that's one thing. And I sometimes would even wear a jacket on top of all that stuff if Mm. I just wanted to, especially if you're going somewhere colder. Well, I have basically the exact same outfit. (laughs) I wear my comfiest leggings, a long tank that covers my butt, and then a comfy sweatshirt. And I also do prefer, well, I just like to wear tank tops in general. Um, But there are so many times when I'm going through security and doing all that stuff and I get really hot. Oh, yeah. And it's nice to be able to take off that sweatshirt and have a tank underneath. And then I just tie the sweatshirt around my waist. But then, you know, on the airplane, I'm going to be cold. So I have that sweatshirt to keep me warm and also my scarf blanket. Layers are the way to go. And I also normally wear my sneakers because those are usually my, like, bulkiest footwear item anyway. And then I know I'm going to be walking a ton through the airport. You got to run to your gate. Yeah. Then I want to be comfy. And I will say that the pants I wear are my favorite Lululemon leggings, which is... Like, I, so the pair that I wear is actually, like, the original pair when they first came out with these. Mm -hmm. And they are now called the Align Pant. So they're, like, the high-waisted. Yeah, just a high-waisted, simple legging. It's, like, a very buttery fabric. But the pair I wear when we travel, which I also, this is also my just travel um, wardrobe in general. Like, car rides, doesn't matter. This is what I always wear. 
And so this pant, it was so funny when I bought them because I went to Lululemon to get something else. And I literally said to myself, Sarah, do not pair, buy a pair of black leggings. You don't need them. Okay. <laughs> and when they first came out, they were called the naked pant. And so, of course, the Lululemon, um, you know, salespeople are very good at what they do. Of course. And this this young lady's helping with me with stuff. And she says, you got to try on this pair of pants. And I was like, okay. She's like, trust me, just try them on. So I put them on in the dressing room. And I literally walked out of the dressing room to find the person out there. And I said, these pants are amazing. <laughs> I was like, they're coming home with me. Okay. Like, so what makes them really amazing? Just the fabric? Well, the fabric is great, but they really do... Like, they're designed for yoga to feel almost like you're wearing nothing. So they're not restrictive in any way. It's a very soft fabric. It's very flattering. Um, Okay, I I wish they still made them... Like, the fabric of this original pair is slightly different from the new version of it. But also, like, Lululemon's on the pricey side. I think I paid $98 for that pair of leggings. I've had them for probably about five years now. I've worn them in several countries. I wear them at least once a week. And they're still in great condition. I mean, you got your money's worth. Yeah. Cost per use is minimal. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I don't have a specific pair of leggings, but I have like whatever my comfiest high-waisted cozy leggings that don't feel restrictive or that sometimes, you know, sometimes the, the, the legging fabric is almost too heavy duty yeah like, or it's like too lightweight and you can kind of see through it yeah no it you has can to be see about like every line of like your but now i really want to get these leggings i'm telling you i have one other pair of like the newer version of it and those i actually use for workouts and they're my favorite workout leggings yeah um but this other pair is strictly for leisure <laughs> you're like these are my travel pants <laughs> yeah 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 that's when you know you've really nailed that carry-on lifestyle. I know. <laughs> I I know an outfit that I... And also, we'll talk about this in a second. I'm someone who just wears black through and through. Mm-hmm. Like, it not only makes you look chic and mysterious. <laughs> yeah. But it goes with everything. Yeah. And it's just like, you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Black on black on black. Yeah. And sneakers. Right. But yeah. Anyway, how do you nail that carry-on lifestyle? I said research to see if your carry-on suitcase also includes personal items. So, mm. budget airlines. You know who they are. Yeah. Not throwing shade, but there are airlines yeah. that will dupe you, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you, this is the super low price of going round trip with us, mm-hmm. but what they don't tell you is you only get a personal item, you don't get a carry-on suitcase. Right. So, just, you know, do your due diligence and know what's yeah. going on, and just, you know, sometimes if you add them on when you book, it's cheaper than mm-hmm. if you wait, so okay. just double check whenever you're doing your ordering gotcha. of tickets. Yeah, I mean, most major airlines give you a carry-on and a personal item. Yeah. So you're usually in good shape. Especially if you're going overseas. Then obviously don't overpack. Y'all. That's kind of the whole idea of the carry-on lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, I have a three-shoe limit. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if I'm going for two months or if I'm going for a week or a long weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think three. I three is my maximum, and it's probably usually more like two. I mean, realistically, yeah, it should be two. Yeah, I mean, and I think 
when it comes to packing, this past summer, I feel like I really nailed my packing. But what I did was I thought about what we were going to be doing into a pie chart. Mm -hmm. And then Mm. almost, I mean, I feel like this is how your brain works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm listening. So it's like you (laughs) list out every activity you're going to do. Yeah. And the climate. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to, like, similar, cli- like, if you have two cities and they have similar climates, don't even worry about it, right? Yeah. But then it's like, okay, I'm going to be spending at least five days sightseeing. Mm-hmm. But I have one day where we're going to do, like, a museum and then a nice dinner out. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously want something to, like, go out to eat and that you feel kind of cute in, mm-hmm. right? Whatever it is, just, like, lay out your activities and then think about it as far as a pie chart goes for your time. And you're going to see, okay, obviously there's more need to do X, Y, Z. So mm-hmm. what are the clothing I'm going to need to wear that yeah. for those activities? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get bogged down in this like dress up mode. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially ooh, with like Instagram out. culture. Yeah. Where you see yeah. girls in like these beautiful flowing dresses. Mm-hmm. And I, no shade if you do wear dresses out and about, but that's not me. Yeah. And I don't think that's the majority of people who are traveling. Yeah. Um, so don't feel like you have to live this false idea of what yeah. you should look like. Or like you need to dress like a different person while you're on vacation. No. You should be comfortable. You should feel good. Mm-hmm. But there's a way to like be stylish with your items while also being true to what makes you comfortable. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I make like a pie chart and then I make a list and mm-hmm. then I think about how much of that time is being spent doing those activities. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I just list out what sort of outfits would make sense for that activity. Mm-hmm. So I also think of it in terms of assume you'll wear everything twice. Because yeah. like, if you're not going out sweating a ton and stuff, those clothes are probably not going to be that dirty. Mm-hmm. You can wear them a second time. Mm-hmm. Maybe even like hang them up in your room and at night to air out or something. And if you have to, maybe hand wash some stuff oh. in your shower, let it air dry for a day or two. And Queen wear it again. of a hand wash right here. <laughs> yeah. Especially undies. What are your tips for hand washing? Um, find something in, well, it depends on where you're staying. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes if you're staying Airbnb, they might actually have a washer dryer. True. But yeah. if you're hand washing, just try to find like an unscented, like soap mm-hmm. or just, I'm, I'm really scent sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like that if it's really pungent. Yeah. And all I do is just like drown it in water. What in, if it's like underwear, socks, yeah. drown it in water, add a little bit of that scrub, 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 and then yeah. ring out as best as you can. Yeah. Hang them up somewhere where you're getting some airflow. Mm-hmm. And then I normally try to schedule it so I'm not, like, desperate for whatever that item is. Right, yeah. Yeah. Also, I have this thing when I pack, I'm always, like, I feel like this comes from being younger. I'm, like, you always have to pack at least three pairs extra of under underpants just in case. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like my just in case is, like, like what if you pee your pants? Like, <laughs> I mean... I- I think this comes from someone who frequently peed her pants laughing at sleepovers. And, like, it's <laughs> like, like gotta be you prepared. just never know. I'll go away overnight and I'll pack three pairs of underpants. Oh. <laughs> I'm the opposite <laughs> when it comes to that. I'm always like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'll just re-wear them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll hand wash them. Yeah, you'll hand wash them. So, yeah. I bet you could get a little um, 
travel carry-on size friendly of like a Dr. Bronner's. Oh, for sure. Or like something like a really simple unscented soap oh, yeah. that could be used as like a detergent. Oh yeah. There's tons of hacks like that as far yeah. as your liquid amount and whatnot too. Mm-hmm. So if you can find a bar of something. Oh yeah. We'll save that for a later episode. Yeah. But anyway. And if you know of any, let us know. Yeah. We'll that, it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically when you make this list of whatever your activities are, you're going to see overlapping needs. Like mm-hmm. you're going to a hotter climate, you really should not be bringing too many like long sleeve shirts. Maybe you bring right. one for the travel in between mm-hmm. places, but if you're going to yeah. a beach, like you're not really going to need a formal dress. Yeah, and I also try to pack in thinking of layers, you know, like, I don't know, a couple outfits and then maybe have one or two things, like a cardigan or something that you could wear basically every day if you want to. Oh, yeah. Um, That, you know, like, if it ends up being a little colder than you thought, you're not totally stranded or have to buy something. Right. And also wear things that easily mix and match. Right. You know, um, like we said, we both tend to lean into black. I also do a lot of gray. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's also just how I live my wardrobe every day. Right. I wear a lot of black and gray because it goes with everything. Right. And then maybe like one accent color. Right. And also like you want to find things in your wardrobe that can easily be dressed up or dressed down too. Mm -hmm. So a black tank Mm -hmm. where you can like show some skin and like add like some cool earrings to with jeans for like a date out with like some like flats or like a sandal mm-hmm. is dressy enough. Yeah. But it could also be like something you wear on top of a swimsuit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you got to find items that can sort of cross over. Yeah. And also only pack stuff that you love to wear. Oh you my don't want to take up precious space in your carry on with something that you're aspirationally wanting to wear. That's maybe not your comfiest thing or, you know, like it itches you in a funny way. Like, you're probably not going to wear it, no. and then it took up space in your suitcase. And I'm going to say, I'm going to make a bold statement. Okay. Don't pack anything you haven't worn yet. Oh. Like. That's a good point. Don't go shopping for a trip. Mm. It's cool to go shopping and be like, oh, I really need a new, like, I keep going back to swim, a swimsuit cover up or whatever. Uh-huh. That's fine. But test it out. But test it out. <laughs> like, do a test yeah. run. Uh-huh. Like, even just around your house. Like, just, yeah, around your house. If you're going to a pool party with your, you know, mm-hmm. wear it a couple times. Don't just preserve these items only for your trip and then right. end up hating them. Yeah. So. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and also, only pack essentials. And for me, this especially goes for toiletries where, you know, I'm not packing my special night serum or two or three different moisturizers depending on my mood or also with makeup. I'm not planning to do any, like, smoky eyes or anything. I'm packing my bare minimum of everyday makeup that just makes me feel kind of put together. Yeah. And that doesn't take up much room in my luggage. And also, if you can, like, say your thing comes in a really big container, like your favorite product, get some of those little travel-on-size things to, like, decant it into if you need to really pack it into your little... Yeah, that's bag. another that's another carry-on staple, honestly, is those sort of mm-hmm. travel-sized bottles that you yeah. can just dump and put in with new products. Yeah. Although some of those are still, like, really big. Yeah, so make sure they fit. I really like the suggestion that some people take 
contact lens cases that screw shut. So you have two on there, one for each eyeball, but you fill it with like moisturizer or something or makeup or whatever. Like maybe you put your liquid foundation in one of those. Yeah. And, and that doesn't take up much room at all. No, there's tons of travel hacks like that out there too. Yeah. Um, you, oh, fabrics. What? Oh. Be careful. (laughs) Like, yeah, what about them? Um, yeah. I always try to pack things that like pack nicely that aren't bulky but also that don't wrinkle yeah I will say if you do have that one shirt that you're like I love this I feel so good in it and it makes sense my best friend when I travel do you have a travel steamer no what oh I wish I don't have that kind of room oh (laughs) um mine is uh the wrinkle release spray that's made by bounce oh okay wrinkle spray that's cool. Wrinkle release. There's also one by Downey, so I'm sure there's tons hmm. of other ones. Okay. But we'll link to that. Um, but also, just in general, this is another thing that I just live my whole life this way. If something wrinkles easily, I usually don't buy it. Right. <laughs> Too much work. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to pull it out of my closet to put it on and realize that it's wrinkled. Right. And I'm not ironing. <laughs> I have one, but do I use it? Never. No. Yeah. So... Yeah, anything else that we should share? Um, my only other thing was just be careful, like, when you're shopping, when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. We have the tendency to be like, oh, I'm only here once and I mm-hmm. want to make sure I get something to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think sometimes we can get carried away with buying knickknacks. So yeah. just, you know, just know your suitcase is precious space. So yeah, make sure it's something you really, really love or, you know. Something that can pack down easy. Mm -hmm. Or if you absolutely need to, you may need to, like, pay for something to to have it sent back. But... Oh, could you also... Like, when you check a bag, you could check, like, a duffel bag or Mm -hmm. something. So what if you packed yourself one of those really thin duffel bags that packs up flat? Just in case you're like, oh my god, I have to buy this thing. And right. then when you go home, you could check a bag. Oh, yeah. So you could do that. Yeah. If that's if you're a shopper and you know, I'm going to Morocco and I really want a Moroccan rug, mm-hmm. just pack one of those and that way you can easily, like, just pay whatever amount it is and... Yeah. Check it. Check it. Home. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yay. Well, if you guys <laughs> have any other carry-on lifestyle tips, let us know. Right. So we want to hear from you. Right. And I, like we mentioned, we're probably going to do an episode in a, f- a month, two months, who knows? Something like that. About travel wardrobes. So yeah. we'll talk more about outfits and Yeah. Because I have some... Accessories. I have a serious travel wardrobe Pinterest page going hey. to prep for my trip to Italy. I got to start on mine. <laughs> so I'm going to have some things to talk about. Yeah. So I'm about to make some purchases. Nice. Yeah. Make sure you test them. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> we will definitely be talking more about travel clothing and, you know, what's in specifically those suitcases. What are our, you know, toiletries and travel size stuff and, you yeah, know, all that. A shop heavy episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, more on that later. And also, yeah, let us know if you have favorite travel wardrobe stuff too right we can share or if that. you have some hacks as far as like getting your stuff into the carry-on or whatever mm-hmm. it is like bring Let us know yeah
Okay, listener question. All right, this question comes from our friend Amy. At Amy, Amy Doodle. Amy Doodle 26 on Instagram. She says, what are our traveling pet peeves, like airplane and airport no-nos? Okay, I have strong opinions. Okay, I knew you would have some good ones. I've had hellish experiences on airplanes, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to get into those in a second. First, don't walk barefoot on the airplane. That is... Y- I don't think I've ever seen or noticed anyone do this, but I keep <sighs> hearing about this. I've seen people walk into the bathroom of and they're so nasty with no shoes on ew it's so gross like i'm not <sighs> even a germaphobe but that's nasty just don't no you know what no uh-uh. also no one wants to see feet crusty feet on an airplane if you're sitting next to me i'm sorry if you have like hairy toes don't want to see it <laughs> Wear some socks. I have hairy toes. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Luke they're, has, like, I, hobbit feet, so. I mean, they're not, like, super black hairs or whatever. Right. They're blonde, but. Yeah. But they're hairy. But <laughs> at least you, like, maintain your nails. You just yeah. don't know who's going to be sitting next yeah. to you. So yeah. be courteous. Also, a lot of people are weird about feet. Yeah. It's true. It's true. That That's number one. Um, also, there is a common courtesy. There's some unwritten laws I believe in. Mm-hmm. One, middle seat gets the armrest. They're oh. stuck in the middle. Okay. They get the armrest. Uh-huh. If you're some... Sorry, I'm lumping this together, but my experience <laughs> has been boomer dudes <laughs> who are hogging up. They mm-hmm. have not only the window seat, but then they put their arms... On the armchair, or the, mm. what? The armrest. The armrest. <laughs> and I'm there like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Like, I'm here in the middle seat. I'm really uncomfortable. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. So rude. Just give the person yeah. in the middle, give them that arm space. Well, mine is so, similar to that, and I feel like it's also usually boomer dudes. Sorry, the boomer people, dudes. It's not all, not all boomer dudes. Not all boomer dudes, but <laughs> many of them. The ones in the aisle seats who put their legs in the <gasps> aisle. Yeah. When they're carting things up and down the whole time. Yeah. Or I'm trying to walk to the bathroom and I have to step over your legs because, and you know, I understand nobody has enough space in those airplane seats. It's miserable. But like, at least if you're going to do that, be super diligent about people walking by and move your leg out of the way. Yeah. It's like man-spreading, you know? They are. They're yeah. man-spreading. Yeah. Um, definitely, like, just be just be aware of your space, people. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. And that includes sense. Yeah. Do not. I get a mist, a facial mist, but, like, if you come in wearing the strongest cologne in my, mm-hmm. I've ever smelled in my entire life, yeah. instant headache. Yeah. Um, another thing. Um, I have two more, really. Okay. Put your luggage above your seat. Do not, I swear to God, do not put it Mm -hmm. across from you. Do not put it on the other person's side in front Mm. of you. Because literally there's enough space for Mm -hmm. everyone's carry-on luggage Mm -hmm. if you just put yours where it belongs. Yeah, and that's why I get so mad when you go to get on the plane and they're like, we ran out of room in the overheads. You're going to have to check your bag. 
And then you see people at the end of the flight getting their stuff out, and it's people who have, like, plastic bags shoved up there. Yeah. Or it's like their personal item that should fit under, under their seat, seat, and they put it up top. You're, re- you're speaking my language. Nothing infuriates me more than the dude... <laughs> Or lady. <laughs> or lady. Or lady. Which ladies have done this. I have seen this many times. Mm-hmm. That just think any space that's available is theirs. And uh-huh. it's like, no, if you just put your carry-on yes. above and then your personal item in front of you below, mm-hmm. everyone's good. Yeah. But instead, we have people who put both items yep. up there. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else is screwed. Yeah. Or they like shove little extra things up there. So then you open the thing and it's not just like a suitcase that can easily come down. There's a suitcase next to a duffel bag with this weird shopping bag shoved up there. And then someone's baseball hat and a coat. Like You're oh. like, this is not your locker. Yeah. This is not your trunk. This is where you're allowed to put Ugh. your carry-on suitcase. Infuriating. Finally. <laughs> One more. Don't be that guy <laughs> who stands up as soon as the plane lands. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. And every single time! I hate that moment because, yeah, everyone stands up and fills the aisle. And it suddenly gets super hot. Yeah, because they turn the air conditioning off or whatever. And everyone's trying to get their stuff down. It's like, everyone just needs to be a little bit more considerate, a little more calm. If anyone would just take a breath and be like, you know what, I get it. If you have a really short layover, yeah, plane's late. And if you do, and you said, excuse me, I'm sorry, my next flight leaves in 20 minutes, I'd be like, dude, and you most, get it? Most you people get out would be of like, here. yeah, 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 go ahead. But yeah. instead... Yeah. Like, you're not going to get off any faster. No. But instead, you make those people miss their flights. Mm-hmm. You make everyone else stressed out. Mm-hmm. And then, also, people from, like, the back of the plane are pushing their way forward while you're yeah. ca- trying to be nice there, just being like... yeah. You guys. I will say that when I have traveled alone and I have had difficulty finding space for my suitcase up above because people put them all in weird places or whatever. And it's like a chain reaction. So then you get to your seat and there's nowhere to put your suitcase. Ugh. And even though I can get mine up there by myself, whenever I've been alone... I have always had somebody offer to either put it up there for me or get it down for That's me. That's nice. So that gives me faith in humanity. But, but can't we step it up on this front, please? <laughs> Dear God. Oh, yeah. We still have a lot of work to do when it comes to And if you if you have strong opinions against these pet, these pet peeves, mm-hmm. let's debate. Call in. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I have strong feelings about this. I will say my other pet peeve in this, I lay blame on the airports themselves is, you know, when everyone's waiting to board and you have, like, your boarding group numbers, Mm -hmm. I wish that the airports were just more organized about it because it's always a free-for-all. Everyone's always confused about where they should be. They'll call one boarding group and then five seconds later call the next one. And then you don't realize it or something. And everyone's like, wait, which group is boarding? Which group are you in? Is there a line for this group? I don't know where to be. Can we just have... Different lines. Or tell people, do not stand over here unless I have called your group number. Right. Because it's mass chaos. And also publicly shame people who lie about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's rude. You know people do, do that. that. Yeah. yeah. People do that. I've seen it myself. They're they're obviously like group B or whatever, and they're going with like premier class. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then they get up there and the person's like, what are you doing here? It's not your turn. Yeah. And then you just wasted everyone's time. I want that person to grab a mic and be like, sir. Right. <laughs> you are now automatically bumped to the last boarding group. You are last. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. You're the caboose. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, oh we obviously have a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. For our for an upcoming episode, we have a call to action. Yeah. All, which of is, you, all you people who said you would call us and have yet to call us. We yeah. know who you are and we you know. know who you are. We know. <laughs> okay. Um, we want to do like a Valentine's themed episode coming up, so... We want you guys to send us questions about, like, love and relationships and dating and whatever. Or your personal dilemmas that we can give advice on. You can send anonymous. Or make something up. We don't care. Yeah. Be like, hypothetically. Yeah. What do you think about work romances? Just whatever. Hit us with the relationship questions. Get creative. Or the dating questions. We've both been out of the dating game for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but in an upcoming episode, it would yeah. be really fun to have this stuff. So. Yeah. If you want a good episode, then send in your stuff. Because if we don't get enough questions, we're going to have to figure out something else to do. Yeah. So. And then it's your fault. Yeah. So. Your fault. <laughs> Just kidding. But no, seriously. No, but seriously. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and in case you need a reminder, you can call us at 717-964-0215. Again, that is 717-964-0215. Put us in your phone. Or DM us on Instagram. Yeah, we're at Passport Pizza Pod. You can also email us, hello at passportsandpizza.com. And we'll remind you of all this again at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and on social media, probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Recommendations. Okay. Um, I gotta pull mine up. Alright, then I'll go first. I would like to officially recommend the Sweat app, which is what I use to do the Power at Home program. Yeah. Which I just finished today. And... Congrats, by the way. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just think the app itself is really good. They have several programs on there that you can do. I think the only ones that work with minimal equipment that you can do at home are Power at Home, which is what I did, and then the BBG program. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, especially if you do go to a gym, and you might think, I already paid for a gym membership. I'm not also going to pay for an app. But... But it's, like, structured. It's it's so good. Yeah. And um, if you pay yearly, it works out to only 10 bucks a month. So you're essentially paying $10 a month to have a personal trainer in your pocket. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it's real legit. Um, and they have a variety of different things, right? Like if you're not yeah. someone who's into like cardio per se, there's mm-hmm. like other options for you. Yeah, so there's like the main power program, which is designed for the gym. Um, BBG Stronger is for the gym. The Fierce program is kind of like a hit gym-based workout with, like, strength and cardio. Uh Uh-huh. There's also a powerlifting program on there. That's cool. And they might even have a more, like, yoga or something focused one. I forget. Yeah. Um, 
I have a couple weeks left before my subscription runs out, so I decided I'm just going to do the BBG program for a few weeks until the end of it, just to keep using it since I paid for it. Um, but also, like, if you are looking to build strength, the Kelsey Wells Power Program is really good. Um, I gained three pounds. Hey. <laughs> so I'm hoping that at least some of that was muscle mass. Um, pure guns. <laughs> yeah, pure guns. But I do feel stronger. Like, I'm sure I gained muscle on it because I was lifting much heavier than normal and way more than normal. And yeah. also, so I completed it over the course of 16 weeks. It's a 12-week program. So also, if you're ever like, I can't do a 12-week program, there's always going to have be something that comes up like, that's fine. So what? Yeah. You can easily go back to the week you need to be on. And like there were, I think, two separate weeks that I took completely off because of like traveling or whatever. And then there were two of the weeks that I did over the course of two weeks instead of one week. Right. Depending on what was going on um, with me. So yeah, like don't let that stop you. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was like, really happy with the app or if you're someone who wants to work out at home but you don't want to do it with like a tv TV. yeah or like something quiet like while your kid's sleeping or something you know just put those headphones in and rock out to your own music and just get to work with these things and i yeah i just think the app is one of the best workout apps i've seen that's not video based yeah that sounds great yeah um oh and they also have so it's like 20 bucks a month if you pay monthly, but they do have a quarterly subscription, which is like $55. Oh. So if you don't want to pay for the whole year. You want to try it? Yeah. You're committing to a little bit of chunk of time, but you're like, eh, I'm not sure long term. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, I have a recommendation that's on the complete other side of the spectrum. Okay. Mine is a recipe that I made by Bon Appetit. Okay. It's Molly's Pasta a Limone. What's that? Oh my God, Sarah, you're gonna Molly, love Molly like this. Molly from oh, yeah. YouTube Molly, Molly. Cute blonde Molly, yeah, Molly. Okay, we should do a whole episode just dissecting our thoughts about the Bon Appetit YouTube series <laughs> yeah. that they have. Um, but uh, yeah, Molly makes pasta a limone, which is it's pasta with lemon. Oh, um, al limone. Yeah. Okay. Al limone. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it is bomb it i think it only had like five or six ingredients like it's really mm. simple things you probably have in your pantry yeah. already i love recipes and like this. it was so silky mm. and um i loved it luke is not someone who loves making sweeter sort of savory dishes it's not like i love fresh like lemon and all that fun stuff mm-hmm. when it comes to anything i love um, the lemony pasta oh my god this yeah. you're gonna love this recipe so i made this when we split up on new year's and i had a lunch with my parents and he had dinner with his and mm-hmm. um i was like you know what i'm making this because he's not here we yeah. have all the stuff for it uh-huh and it was so good so what are the ingredients i'll pull it up real fast um I do remember though, I loved I love watching the Bon Appetit videos. I think it's just fun to see them do like the actual steps of the process, and sometimes they like tweak and do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do love Bon Appetit's YouTube page. So, <laughs> okay, ingredients are obviously spaghetti, one lemon, kosher salt, heavy cream, 
unsalted butter, Parmesan, and black pepper if you want it. Mm. It's so simple. Sounds really good. And all it really comes down to is just making sure you're watching what you're doing. Some of the pasta water gets tossed in there. Mm -hmm. Slowly adding your cheese. Yeah. Slowly adding all that stuff. It is the bomb. I have made a lemon pasta from one of my cookbooks. It's from the Seven Spoons cookbook. And it's one I always make when I'm alone because Robert doesn't like lemon. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And hers is with bucatini pasta. Mm. And this is more like a lemon carbonara. So you actually make the sauce in a blender. I think you put in a whole lemon, like, including the rind and stuff. This had some of the, yeah, you, like, use the zest. Use the zest. So you do, it was like a lemon, one egg, probably some cheese, and, like, salt and stuff. So and good. then so you, you cook the pasta and then you basically just toss this sauce with the warm pasta and some pasta mm. water. It's so freaking good and so easy. Oh, so good. And yeah. Luke and I have made an omission that in our house we will always have a huge chunk of Parmigiano mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. So this is something we have on deck and it was <laughs> the bomb. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. I'll have to try that sometime when I'm home alone. Yeah, definitely. And I would re- definitely recommend this specific recipe and watch the video with it because it was it was so easy to make. Cool. Yeah. We'll link to that, of course. Yes. Okay, so thanks for joining. If you're loving the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Every review helps us with the iTunes algorithm and helps other people find us on there. So... Mm-hmm. And don't forget to send us your questions and comments on, you know. Love. <laughs> on love, on carry-on travel and travel wardrobes. But also, we really do want those questions Relationships. Um, so you can reach out to us on Instagram at Passport Pizza Pod or leave us a voicemail at 717-964-0215. And send us emails at hello at passportsandpizza.com. Yeah, if you want anonymous, just tell us you want anonymous. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, we're totally, totally cool with that. Um, our show notes for this episode with all the links and details of products and recommendations um, can be found on our website at www.passportsandpizza.com. And you want to follow us individually on Instagram, I am at Sarah underscore Cornelius underscore, and that's Sarah with no H. And Laura is at Roman Golightly, and that's R-O-A-M. Yeah. And last but not least, a big thank you to Will Gingrich for our theme music. Thanks, Will. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time when, uh, after you've sent us your love questions. Yes, because everyone's going to do that. Everyone. Guilt. All 20 of you listening. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate you. Love you, mean it. Bye. Bye. Excuse me.